Welcome back to the New Wave Nerds. I'm your host, Brennan Sem. Uh, let's see, the past, let's see, was it two episodes ago, we had our obligatory uh, DC news. <laughs> um, and so now we are going to be back to your regular, regularly scheduled Star Wars and Marvel content. Um, no, I mean, obviously, there's just not much DC news right now. We are uh, actively waiting for James Gunn to announce his uh, new DC Universe slate. Um, as of the time of this recording, we should have that new slate tomorrow, um, which will actually be the day before this goes live. <laughs> so... Um, so the next episode that we do, next week's show, we'll almost certainly, we'll try to have Shade back, and then he and I will go over the the new slate. But for the time being, um, I just sort of felt like discussing some Star Wars. You know, I've been, I'm in the middle of my Star Wars rewatch uh, since Mando Season 3 comes out pretty soon. And so I felt like it was a, an opportune time to sort of discuss all of what we got coming out soon, because there was actually a lot of projects that uh, I had forgotten about. So without further ado, why don't we just hop right in? Um, so the very first thing, uh, this one technically probably shouldn't even be on this list. <laughs> uh, Bad Batch Season 2. Um, it probably shouldn't be on the list because it already started, but I'm going to continue it because it's not over yet. Um, so yeah, the first episode uh, was January 4th. The last episode, number 16, is going to premiere on March 29th, my birthday. So, happy birthday, me. Um, let's see. Bad Batch is going to continue following the uh, the marvelous misadventures of um, Clone Force 99. <laughs> um, I liked the first season. I thought it was fun. Um, so, I'm pretty excited to see where they go with this one. It's going to be interesting seeing how they decide to continue the Commander Cody storyline. Um, obviously, fans have had quite a few questions about him following, you know, Revenge of the Sith and then uh, his his him in the Clone Wars and stuff. So it's always going to be fun. Um, and I think they had originally teased that there was going to be a Commander Cody storyline in the Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show, but they had to cut that out. So that sucks. But... We're getting it here in the Bad Batch, so that'll be fun. I'm excited to see what they do with that. Moving on, we have uh, The Mandalorian Season 3. Episode 1 is going to be March 1st, and Episode 8, which is the final episode, is going to be April 19th. Super excited for that. Um, you know, I mean, we've obviously gassed up the Mandalorian show enough that I don't think I really need to talk about it anymore. <laughs> um, but season three is going to go further into, um, it's really going to explore the, or sorry, it's going to continue the uh, the storyline of the planet of Mandalore. So that's pretty exciting. Um, you know, we've seen that sort of, uh, we've seen that story told in a lot of other projects um i mean just just for example there was there's so many different story arcs in the clone wars and, and in the rebels tv show uh, so i'm super excited to see where they end off on that um i think everybody loves the mandalorians i think i'm the only one who's probably as interested <laughs> into like you know the mandalorian internal politics and culture <laughs> but i am i'm super excited to see what they continue how they continue that especially now that the uh, the dark saber is is evidently returning to the planet that's going to be super fun speaking of the mandalorian as we sort of close in and uh we get a little bit closer to that the date of that um premiere I'm going to be doing an episode where we go over the the history of Mandalore as we know it uh, from all of the different properties and stuff. So stay tuned for that. That'll be fun. Make sure you give that a listen. But moving on, uh, the next show in the slate is um, the Young Jedi Adventures, supposed to set to release sometime in spring of 2023. Uh, the Young Jedi Adventures is going to be an animated children's show. Interestingly enough, it's um, I think it's going to be on Disney Plus and Disney Junior. The show is uh, going to follow a group of younglings who, uh, you know, go about their their day, 
and learn what it means to become a Jedi, you know, and sort of live out those tenets, you know, compassion, discipline, teamwork, patience, all of that jazz. Um, interestingly enough, I think one of the Jedis is, is like a little blue bear. It's, I don't think it's an Ewok because I don't think Ewoks are blue, but it is, (laughs) it is some form of little bear munchkin who is blue. So that's going to be interesting. Um, obviously, you know, it's not going to be anything too, too massive. It's a children's show. <laughs> um, but it's fun. I think it's fun that they're sort of branching out and, and, and going into more like genres of, of project. I think that's exciting. Um, yeah, there's not really much, much, much more to say on that. Uh, so moving on, we've got Visions season two. Um, so Vision season one was anime focused, right? Uh, it was just sort of this anthology series um, where these various Japanese studios would create Star Wars stories that aren't connected at all in whatever style of animation that they chose. Um, and I thought it was really cool. It was uh, very visually striking. The animation was beautiful. Um, I just I wasn't a huge fan of it just because you know, none of it ultimately matters uh, because nothing in it is canon. You know, it's just sort of, it's just a a, a random assortment of, of, of episodes. Uh, so that was fun. It was, it was exciting to see. Um, but season two, they're coming back. Uh, and this one is going to be not solely anime. They've talked about how uh, for season one, they wanted to go anime because they love that art style, but they said that their original vision was always to make it a sort of global, um, a globe-spanning sort of showcase, right? So they've got, uh, they're bringing in animators and filmmakers from all around the globe. The only ones that I know off the top of my head are Japan, Chile, France, and South Africa, I think, I know they're doing more. I just can't remember right now, unfortunately, and I can't find the article. <laughs> I thought I had it saved here, but I guess not. But yeah, so they're, they're that means I think I'm probably going to like it more a little bit that way because I'm not a particularly huge fan of anime in general. But if there's more, uh, I think if it's, if it's, um, if every episode is like a different style of animation, I think that might interest me personally a little bit more. Uh, so that'll be fun. Next up on the docket, we have the Ahsoka TV show. This, uh, I've been waiting for this for so long. Everybody has. Ahsoka, you know, has has is a massive fan favorite. Everybody loves Ahsoka. She obviously first debuted in the Clone Wars movie, uh, and then she played a massive part in the Clone Wars TV show. And she played a pretty a moderate part in the Rebels show. And then we got her live action debut in Mando season two, which was fun. Um, that was where we first saw Rosario Dawson take on the um, take on the role. I was gonna say take on the tentacles, but that felt weird. <laughs> it felt weird. It felt weird to say that. Um, but anyways, we're just gonna move past that. Um, the Ahsoka show is supposed to premiere sometime this year, sometime twenty twenty three. Um, I've seen a lot of speculation online that they think it's going to be summer of 2023. That seems pretty soon to me. I feel like it's probably going to be a little bit later, um, just based off of the fact that we haven't really heard much about it for quite a while. But what we do know about it is that it is uh, set after Return of the Jedi, um, five years after Return of the Jedi. So this is uh, the same same time frame as, as Mando and Boba Fett. Um, I think it takes place directly after season two of Mando. And so Ahsoka is going to be um, searching for Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra Bridger, both huge characters from the Rebels TV show, both people who have we've yet to see in live action. So that's super fun. I and I, I like I'm so excited to see the continuation of that storyline because I love the Rebels, the Rebels TV show. But the ending was always, it always bothered me a little bit just because it's a cliffhanger, <laughs> you know, uh, which is the point, you know. Uh, so I guess, you know, I can't exactly blame them for that. But 
Dave Filoni has has talked about a couple times how um, everything from like they've been building to this sort of Ahsoka show since the beginning, since 2008, when when Ahsoka or 2007, when the movie came out and Ahsoka made her debut. He's always he's talked about how he's been wanting to do this for so long, Um, which leads me to believe that the quality of it is going to be great if it's something that he's been trying to figure out how to do for years on end means the quality is probably going to be super good. So excited. <laughs> um, but onto the cast list. Let's see. We have uh, Hayden Christensen is going to be coming back again. <laughs> um, but we don't know necessarily in what capacity. We don't know if it's going to be Clone Wars flashbacks, if it's going to be flashbacks from like the the era of the Galactic Empire, if it's going to be you know Darth Vader. Um, or if it's going to be, if it's not a flashback, it could always come back that he's a force ghost and, and, and him and Ahsoka finally hash out their, hash out their issues and catch up like they said they were going to do. Um, but they never got to do because, you know, the world ended a little bit. (laughs) Um, so that'd be fun. I, I hope it's all of the above, frankly, I, I, I would love to see some flashbacks of the clone wars i it's super fun to me to see the clone wars in live action like we got to see a little bit i guess it wasn't necessarily clone wars in live action but we got to see at least you know a flashback of of obi-wan kenobi and anakin training so that was good um but i want to see flashbacks from like the actual clone wars you know I think that would be super cool. But yeah, so I want to I would like to see um maybe some interactions between the two of them as flashbacks. Uh it would also I I don't I guess I don't know if I'm in I would like the idea of of a flashback while Anakin is Darth Vader because well they sort of already had their confrontation. You know, Darth Vader and Ahsoka sort of clashed. Did I say Anakin earlier? I don't know. Darth Vader and Ahsoka, they already clashed, right? There was a, a big moment in Rebels. Um, and that's important. One, we know it no matter what, if there is a flashback, it can't be before that because Darth Vader didn't know Ahsoka was alive and Ahsoka didn't, Ahsoka, Ahsoka didn't know that she, that Darth Vader was Anakin up until a little bit before that, right? So it means it has to be after that. And I think if it's after that, it's a little bit weird because to me, I always felt like, you know, Darth Vader just sort of assumed she was dead at the end of Rebels and just sort of like let it go. But I don't know. What do I know? Um, and again, like I said, I would like to see I would like to see Hayden come back as a force ghost. I think it would be interesting to see that interaction because, well, like I alluded to earlier, um, in the final season of the Clone Wars, when Ahsoka finally returns and talks to Obi-Wan and Anakin, she says to Anakin, you know, we'll catch up later because they have to go and do their separate things, but they never do because Anakin becomes Darth Vader and Ahsoka runs away with Rex, right? And then the next time Ahsoka sees Vader, as far as we know, or yeah, is in Rebels. And, and there's a whole weird, there's a whole weird time travel thing there. It's a little bit you know, timey-wimey and wibbly-wobbly, and I'm not I'm not necessarily a fan of that part, but but they. my point is that when Ahsoka and Darth Vader have that interaction, there's like a, a back and forth where Ahsoka's like, no, nah, my master's still in there, and Darth Vader says something about, nah, he's dead, and then they sort of I don't even know what happens, I guess. It's been so long since I've seen it, but Ahsoka goes, then my master is truly dead, right? And I felt like that was a sort of, you know, closing of that chapter. And so I think the way that I would like to see Hayden come back the most is if it's if he's as a force ghost so that Anakin and Ahsoka can sort of ha- have a heart-to-heart. Because as far as we know, Ahsoka never knows that Anakin redeemed himself right as far as we know unless i don't because i don't think luke tells her that i don't think luke tells her on screen at least 
Um, now, I guess, you know, the argument could always be that he tells her off screen. But I would think, like, can you imagine that conversation? Because I think Ahsoka always viewed herself... Well, Anakin was always a father figure to her, and she tried to save him. And it, obviously it didn't work, because <laughs> uh, he's still Darth Vader. But then luke being like oh yeah he redeemed himself it was his love for me <laughs> it was his love for me that made him betray the em- the emperor like and being ahsoka that would suck so much because they were so close you know i mean they spent so long together and they, yeah i don't know but <laughs> that yeah that would be a sucky conversation to see but i like i said i would like to see anakin and ahsoka have that combo because then it can sort of just, that chapter can be closed. I think that would be interesting. But other casting news in relation to this show, we know that Liu, I'm going to say this wrong, Liu Bordizo is going to be uh, playing Sabine Wren in this show. Super excited about that. And uh, I'm assuming, I don't think it's been announced, but I'm assuming Sabine is going to be in Mando Season 3. Um, And I mean, it makes perfect sense. She herself is a Mandalorian. Uh, For those of you who don't know, in the Rebels show, there's this big whole thing where Sabine comes back uh, to her. She was like cast out from her family and she comes back and then she redeems her clan. And at that point in time, she has the dark saber and then she gives it to Bo-Katan, right? And that's how Bo-Katan is the leader for a little while. Well, up up until up until you know, Mandalore fully falls. <laughs> um, but it would be it's so in, it would be so interesting to me to see that storyline continue, man. Because I would love to spe- see the interaction between Sabine and and Bo-Katan. Because yeah, so Sabine gives Bo-Katan the dark but because Bo-Katan doesn't win it in combat, the superstition is that that's why Mandalore is like fully destroyed. And it's how it's in that pretty sorry state that we see it in the, um, in the Mando season three trailer. So that would be an interesting interaction to have or to see, I suppose is the the most accurate way of phrasing that. Um, but then also it's, it's a good jumping off point to introduce that character in live action. And then we get to see her in, in, in Ahsoka so they can skip the whole introductory phase. That would be fun. But um, other castings from the Rebels TV show, we know Iman Fondi is going to be playing Ezra Bridger in um, in the show. Super exciting, because as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm not going to say it again, you know, there's that whole... So there was the whole... Um, the finale for, for Rebels leads or ends with a sort of cliffhanger. And we're like, Thrawn and Ezra are just gonzo. And there's hasn't been any mention of either of them period up until you know in the in the end of uh, mando season two where ahsoka's like where's thrawn um so it's super exciting to see that i i really like the ezra bridger character um i didn't like him in the first two seasons because he was just a, a whiny little brat <laughs> but once he he shaved his head um in seasons three and four i was a huge fan of him once he grew up a little bit i thought his story arc was great I love like how connected he is to Lothal. Um, and I really liked how they showed his almost descent into, into the dark side. I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Let's see, what else do we have? Um, or also, from the Rebels TV show, it is heavily rumored. I don't know. I haven't seen anywhere confirming or denying this. So take this part with a grain of salt. Um it is heavily rumored that Mary Elizabeth Winstead is going to be playing Hera Syndulla in the Ahsoka TV show, which I'm super excited for. Um, I, I love that we're getting the gang back together, <laughs> dude. I mean, that's just, it's so exciting to me. Man, I don't know. Like, it's just going to be so much fun because we haven't seen these these guys at all. In, in in live action, I mean, the closest we've we've had is there was a little nod in um, was it Rogue One? I think it was Rogue One. There's just a little Easter egg where they're like Captain Sindula over the intercom, they're like Captain Sindula report to the meeting room or something along those lines. It's 
it's super fun that they're to me at least that they are implementing a lot more of the of the animated characters into the larger universe it feels it's making everything more connected in the best way possible (laughs) rounding out our animated uh our animated rebels cast we have thrawn now it has been heavily heavily rumored that lars mickelson is going to be reprising his role as thrawn since he did the voice for the rebels tv show but I've just seen some reports that Lars Mikkelsen is saying that he has not been approached to play the to play the role again. Now, of course, that could just be a misdirect. You know, they do that a lot. I think it would if it if it if we take that on face value and that's true and that they haven't approached Lars Mikkelsen, that is a a serious misstep and if they cast anyone else it will be a miscarriage of justice and i i will be angry <laughs> i think he's the perfect voice the perfect choice he's got the the voice nailed down he's already like he's already done it you know and apart from that it's not like he is just a voice actor who who you know like he has done other roles you know like i mean Plus, he's, he's just a great actor. <laughs> I don't know. I like him. Um, I think he should definitely return. But like I said, supposedly they haven't approached him. We'll see how, how accurate that is. But even so, that's that's assuming he's even in the show, right? It could be like the, the sort of thing where we find like he's not, Thrawn isn't even in the show. It could be just a misdirect. You know, she's looking for him, but she never finds him. And then it turns out, like, maybe if they come back for a season two, that's that. Or maybe if they go for uh, an, an, I don't know. They could do a lot of things, right? Thrawn doesn't, doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to show up. It would just be lovely if he did. <laughs> um, but moving on, the next TV show we've got on the docket here is skeleton crew um this one if you you might have heard it before it was uh previously codenamed grammar rodeo this one it's supposed to also come out sometime in uh, in 2023 um a lot of people are assuming fall or winter uh, but i think that that's basically mostly based off the fact that a lot of people think ahsoka is going to come out in summer of this year um and then just looking at at their typical release schedule. Um, I, I read an article a long time ago, but I can't find it, so they might have changed this, but I had heard originally that in Ahsoka, they were going to introduce this new aspect of the galaxy called Free Space, and then this in this show, they were going to explore that a little bit. Um, but like I said, I, I've spent a while looking for that article and I has I have yet not been able to find it again. So I don't know <laughs> if that has changed, if I had a dream about that. So take that with a grain of salt. But what we know for sure about this show is that um John Watts, the director of the MCU Spider-Man trilogy, is set to direct, uh, which is a weird choice. I haven't seen anything else that he's done, but the style I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense. You know, those movies are a little bit more, I want to say childish, but that has like a negative connotation. I mean, I mean, Spider-Man's, you know, high school kid. And this, this show is about a a group of children. Um, It's it's supposed to be about, it's like a coming of age adventure film from the 80s is what it's been described as. Um, And I think the plot is that four children and then this adult (laughs) uh, who are from an unknown planet get lost in the galaxy and the show is basically them trying to find their way home and the adult notably is jude law which is another interesting choice i just don't know i jude law i'm not like a fan of him but i don't like dislike him either i haven't seen much of his stuff you know the only things I can really think of off the top of my head are he was Dumbledore in the Fantastic Beasts movies, and um, he was Watson in uh, Sherlock Holmes. What um, Sherlock Holmes? And then what is the second one called? Shadows of I don't know. <laughs> but he was in both of those. He was Watson in those. Other than that, I I haven't really seen 
much of his stuff. I think for a while, though, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard for a while that he was, um, you know, quite a, quite a, he was pretty popular back in the day. Looks like he's, he's won, he's been nominated for two Oscars, so that's exciting, B- both in movies that I've never heard of, <laughs> but, you know, interesting. I wonder who won for those years. Oh, so in 2000, he was competing against, against Kevin Spacey and Denzel Washington. Oh, wait, that's a different category. Oh, okay, so the, he was competing against Michael Caine and Michael Clark Duncan. For the, and Michael Clark Duncan was the Green Mile, so that's fair. I know, I'm okay, I, that makes sense that he didn't win that. Let's see, what else? And then in 2004, he was up against Sean Penn, Ben Kingsley, Bill Murray, and Johnny Depp. Yeah, this is, this is, wow, what a horrible slate of best actors. 2004, man, I guess not a really good year. <laughs> Wait, this was the year Return of the King came out. Did Return of the King only win, okay, there we go. Two awards, writing, adapted screenplay. Wow, yeah, it ran, it went, it won a lot. That's fair. Um, but Jude Law, you know, I mean, he's he's the kind of guy like I'm not seeing that he's the star. I wasn't like, oh, now I have to go see this. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not sure how I necessarily feel about that one. I'll watch it, obviously. I just think it's probably going to be a little bit boring, in my opinion. I'm, I'll try to hold off judgment. I guess I, I I'll, I'm going to try and at least wait until until we get a trailer, you know, (laughs) but moving on the next project, um, we have Andor season two that they, I think they, did they already start filming or did they finish filming? I can't remember. I know that they, they were basically doing them back to back. Don't have, I don't have much information on that right now. I just saw an article though, that it's supposed to span four years of Cassian's life. Um, so that sort of answers some questions that, that dad and I had about, um, timeline which i don't know if i like that because i don't know whatever (laughs) uh i'm not gonna say anything about that until we actually know a little bit more like i said i just read the 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 headline so i didn't actually read the article so they could have gone into a little bit more depth in the article i didn't have time to read it um if you want thoughts on andor go back and listen to our andor review (laughs) moving on um the next tv show which we know somewhat a little bit more about is uh the acolyte now this is one that i am so excited for um it's set during the high republic era so this is about a hundred years before phantom menace and what we know about it so the synopsis that they've given is that it's a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the high republic era so that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> Mystery thriller. I mean, I'm already pulled in. Plus, it's about the High Republic era, like something we haven't seen in live action before. And we haven't even seen in many other projects, period. I'm all in. <laughs> um, I just saw there was an interview by Daphne Keene, who, who is uh, in this film in some capacity, or excuse me, in this series in some capacity that she said that it's going to be about, um, it's a Sith-led story, and it's going to be about how the Sith infiltrated the Jedi Order. So that's super exciting. I, um, I'm i glad to see a Sith-led story. I think it's going to be super exciting, and the the, the the mystery aspect of it is is intriguing to me. Uh, like, we, I, they've said that um, on the Jedi side of this it's going to be about a former padawan and their former master investigating a series of crimes um so that's pretty interesting i wonder if it like how how disconnected from the happenings on coruscant is this going to be i'm super curious like is this going to is is the jedi council going to be like super heavily involved in this or is this going to be like very distant i don't know i'm super excited i'm, I'm so I'm, i can't wait for this if you can't tell <laughs> um but it's 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 bound to be good so let's just run through the cast list let's see it's being written and produced by leslie headland uh who notably did the netflix uh russian doll was that a show uh yes it was a show oh it was emmy nominated interesting well 
I knew that it was super popular. I just didn't know anything about it. But yeah, Leslie Headland from that is involved. Um, she is reportedly a massive Star Wars fan, which is good, which is always good to hear. You know, it's really awesome when you get these people involved who actually care about Star Wars. Like, um, uh, listening to like Pedro Pascal and, and Diego Luna talk about how much they like, and John Boyega listening about how much they love Star Wars. It makes me think like, oh, okay, we're in solid hands, except in John Boyega's case, they ruined it. And that's Disney's fault. <laughs> so I'm not going to blame him for that. He was so sad. Did you ever see that video where he's like reacting to the Force Awakens trailer? And he's got the lightsaber on the screen. And then he just starts freaking out. Ah, oh, I feel bad for that guy. Anyways, they did him dirty. <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yes. So Le Leslie Headland is a huge fan. And evidently, she has read a lot of like, it used to be called the extended universe, but now it's referred to as like the Legends continuity. She's read a lot of books from the Legends era. So that makes me think she's got a lot of source material to pull from. So this is going to be it's really going to feel like a Star Wars story, which I'm so excited about. But going further into the actual cast, we have uh, Amandla Stenberg. Uh, I don't think we have any official names for anybody yet, but we do know some people's roles. So like Amandla Stenberg, she is uh, reportedly going to be the, f the former Padawan that I mentioned earlier, who is going to be um, investigating this series of crimes. I don't think we've actually seen any photos of her on set. Or maybe we have now that I say that. But regardless, like I said, we don't know who she is exactly. We don't know her character name, uh, any of that. Let's see what else we have. We have Lee Jung-jae, who a lot of people are speculating is going to be the, the former master that I mentioned earlier. Um, Lee Jung-jae, you might recognize uh, from Squid Game. I think he won an Emmy for that, but obviously everybody liked Squid Game. I didn't, I think I watched the first episode and I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> and that's probably gonna, that's probably a hot take. I know everybody was obsessed with that when it came out, but like, yeah, it just wasn't for me. So he's going to be in that. That's exciting. Yeah. Another one. We don't know if he's going to be the master, but a lot of people are speculating that he's going to be a Jedi um, and not a Sith. Moving on, we have Dean Charles Chapman, who we know is a Padawan for sure. We have set photos of him in in the Jedi robes and with um he's got he's got the Padawan braid. Chapman notably played uh Tommen, King Tommen in um May He Rest in Peace in Game of Thrones. Man, I should watch Game of Thrones again. It's been so long. You know, Tommen really got the he really got screwed. He was just manipulated by everybody. That sucks. That really sucks. I forgot about that. But man, man, that's a good show. I thought he was pretty good in that. You know, I mean, that, granted, that role was very limited, and we didn't get to see much of him. And he was pretty, he was pretty young um, when that happened. But all things considered, I thought he did a, a he delivered a fairly good performance. Moving on in the the cast list here, we have Daphne Keene, who uh, she's I think she's currently in the His Dark Materials TV show. I think she's the main the main homie there. I I haven't seen that at all, but I know her from from uh, Logan. She played uh, X-23, Laura. Um, so that was pretty exciting. She was so good in that. I mean, I've we've gassed up that movie too. You know, we don't we don't necessarily need to go back into that. You should watch you should watch Logan. I should watch Logan again. But yeah, so we don't know what her actual name is, but her talent agency for a little while had a listing that showed the name Jackie. Now, of course, that could just be a code name, um, and I hope it is, because Jackie doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. <laughs> but um, that's that's what we're working with for now. I think a lot of people are speculating that she is going to be um, not a force user, but more of like a like a, a, a scoundrel or or more mercenary bounty hunter type. Um, so that'll be that'll be interesting. Moving on, we have Carrie Ann Moss obviously from from the matrix as well as what was she in memento man is that really all that i can think of her in i know she's done a lot a lot of stuff oh jessica jones that's right i forgot she was she was jerry hogarth the lawyer i liked her in that she was good i hope they bring her over for for daredevil born again and um and for the if they do more 
more of the uh, like Netflix TV shows. They should do a. I hope. I hope. I hope they do a an MCU Luke Cage show because that show is awesome. I loved that. It ended a little bit weird, but I loved that show. <laughs> oh, she did. She does voice acting. Interestingly enough, she's been in two Mass Effect games. Well, isn't that curious? Anyways, yeah, Carrie Ann Moss, um, another person who we don't know who she's playing, though I think she would be a perfect pick for like a Sith. I think she she gives off, she can do that sort of cold, calculated performance really well, and I think that would lend itself to like a Sith that is trying to, trying to, um, trying to infiltrate the Jedi Order. I think that would be pretty interesting. And I would just love to see her swinging around a red lightsaber. I think that'd be dope. Let's see, is there anything else about this show? Oh, yes. So there was some set photos um, that have been released. Not released, they've been leaked. <laughs> and we know from those photos that we're going to see at least a few non-human Jedi, which is fun. Like, I'm, I, hope, I hope that they play an active role and we get to see more of that because, you know, it's... I get for, like the the complications that get along with with doing non-human Jedi like it's super tough. <laughs> um, just I, like I completely understand that, but it would be so cool to see some more. Um, and from these set photos, we know that there is a, a Zabrak, which is the the same race as Darth Maul, though Darth Maul is is um, he's obviously red. <laughs> he's a he's a Zabrak from Dathomir. And he's a knight brother, which is what makes him all that color. Whereas the Zabrak from the set photos, it appears to be more of the sort of standard beige, beige and brown style of Zabrak. That, without context, that sounds um, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit weird. But if you look, if you Google a picture of a Zabrak, then you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Anyways, we also have a Wookiee Jedi, which is going to be super fun. I don't think... We've only seen one other Wookiee Jedi that I can remember. And it was just a little youngling in the Clone Wars TV show named Gunji, who I liked. I thought he was cute. But other than that, oh, I think... I know that some of the High Republic um, like literature has a Wookiee on the cover. I don't know if it's a, a book or a graphic novel. Um, I haven't had a chance to read it. And so obviously, because I haven't read it, I don't know if that Wookiee plays a massive role in that, but that'll be fun. What if it's the same Wookiee? That would be interesting. Mm, I wonder if they're going to bring... No, probably not, because the point of those graphic novels is that it's set way out in the distance on that, that's, what's it called, the Starlight Beacon. So that's probably not going to be related to this. Maybe they'll make some mentions, some some little references. That'd be fun. Oh, there is one more thing that I wanted to to discuss about this. Um, but first, I, I have to ask a question. Have you heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> um, uh, wow, what a, what a stupid joke. <laughs> uh, but anyway, a lot of people think that Darth Plagueis, who notably was um, Darth Sidious, Emperor Palpatine's Sith master, a lot of people think he's going to be making an appearance in this show, which kind of makes sense. So... One, they need to establish a little bit more how Emperor Palpatine comes back to life in, in Rise of Skywalker. And then we know in the novelization that they say that he got the knowledge of that from Darth Plagueis, right? I mean, we could infer that anyways, um, based off of Revenge of the Sith, but they say it explicitly in the novelization. So it would be interesting to see a little bit more of that. Another 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 reason is this is, is set 100 years before Phantom Menace, now, I don't know how old Emperor Palpatine, or I guess Chancellor Palpatine, is in, in, in The Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace takes place at the year 32 before the Battle of Yavin, and Emperor Palpatine, or I guess at this point he's Senator Palpatine, he's 52 at that time. So I think it's, it's, it's reasonable that um, the timeline makes sense. If, it's, if this takes place 100 years before Phantom Menace, that Darth Plagueis is, is starting to do some research. And based off of the um, the little synopsis there, it's a what well, takes viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers. The emerging dark side powers make sense because Darth Plagueis was, you know, reportedly a Sith who was able to overcome death, 
right and that was that's a dark side magic so maybe maybe we're gonna see the the beginnings of that or maybe it's the end of that and at the end of the show is when he takes on no that was stupid <laughs> i was gonna say it's the end of the show and he takes on emperor palpatine as his apprentice but palpatine <laughs> it, 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 it wouldn't it, the timeline does not match up <laughs> that was stupid he wouldn't even have been born yet but maybe plagueis is the sith apprentice and at the end of the show, mm, okay, that'd be interesting. I would like to see that a lot, actually. Um, and and that, that does make further sense, because if, if this show is showing how the Sith infiltrated the Jedi Order, then it makes sense Plagueis would have some sort of hand in that. Because obviously, at some point in time further on, Plagueis picks up Palpatine as his apprentice. Hmm, interesting. I like where this is going. <laughs> I'm even more excited about this show than I was earlier. I'm not going to lie. But whoa, we've been going on for a little while. <laughs> so we're going to move forward. Most of the, the rest of these movies and that we, or movies and one show that I'm going to be talking about, we don't know necessarily a lot about. So I'm just going to sort of blow through these. Um, we had the Lando TV show. I think that was actually announced back in 2020. Um, but I just saw... And I, I was trying to do some research to find out what stage this show is at. Uh, and the most recent thing I could find was an, an article from July, or maybe it was June. I don't know. A J month in 2022 where Kathleen Kennedy, big honcho at, at Lucasfilm, has said that they're waiting on Donald Glover to be ready to do it. And I guess he's got a lot of projects going on. I mean, he's got his own TV show, I think, right now. And it looks it's looking like he's going to be back to making music soon. So maybe they'll just cancel that one outright, which kind of sucks because I like Donald Glover as Lando. And you know what? That would be interesting because if they could do a Lando TV show, bring back Amelia Clark to play Kira from the Solo movie, and they could further expand on the, um, oh, geez, what are they called? On the, um, the Crimson, not the Crimson Dawn. Is that what it's called? The Shadow Collective. There we go. Crimson Dawn is in the Shadow Collective. Excuse me. Um, well, I guess Crimson Dawn works. <laughs> uh, let me restart. They could show, they could bring back Amelia Clark as Kira from Solo, and they could do a little bit more to show what's going on with with the sort of the state of of uh, intergalactic, you know, organized crime, <laughs> because in that show, you know, Kira is working for she at the end, she takes over the um, the Crimson Dawn from Dryden Voss and she reports to Darth Maul, who's in charge of at this time, the Shadow Collective. Now, that would be really interesting to me because we don't really know, you know, what happened with that. This would be interesting because that could show a little bit more on Darth Maul's influence on Mandalore. Hmm, this is curious to me. That would be interesting. Wait, no, it would be after Mandalore. I'm so sorry. My timeline is completely messed up. <laughs> um, wait, I'm not sure about the timeline of this. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'd I'd have to do I'd have to do some reading to see some to to further. Hmm, that's curious. I'd have to take a little bit more time to look at the timeline to see when Solo happens compared to the fall of Mandalore and stuff. Hmm, okay. I'll do some more research and I'll I'll come back to you guys with an update. <laughs> but yeah, so we don't know what's going on with that right now. We have a, a Taika Waititi movie. Uh, I saw another interview with Kathleen Kennedy where she said that that's going to be the next Star Wars movie that's released. Um, but that's really it. You know, we haven't heard anything about that for a long time i don't know if that's even still going to be the next star wars movie they release honestly at this point it seems like they're sort of they're sort of just moving towards the tv shows you know it just but i don't know at some point they got to make another movie i don't know but taika waititi's style i feel like doesn't necessarily m mesh with star wars it's a little bit weird i don't i don't i don't necessarily know what's going on there um, but hopefully they get that figured out and we get, we get some news either way coming here pretty soon. Moving on, let's see, the next movie we have on this list here is Rogue Squadron. Uh, this one is set to be directed by Patty Jenkins. Um, notably, uh, she directed Wonder Woman 1 and 2, 
Fun fact, actually, she initially left this movie so that she could focus solely on Wonder Woman 3, um, and then that got axed. <laughs> so now she's back. Let's go. There was a, a lo- for a long time, everybody thought this movie was going to be canceled, but I think I just saw a tweet from Patty Jenkins that it's, it's still on. Um, it's set to be like a, a movie about this new generation of starfighter pilots. Uh, and I think it said it's going to usher in the future of the galaxy. So I don't necessarily know what that means per se. It's a little bit of a weird sentence, but I suppose we'll see. Uh, hopefully again, we get some more news on some of these projects at some point. The next movie you got on the list here is a Damon Lindelof slash, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, Charmin Obaid Chinoy. Obeyed Chinoy? I don't know. I'm terribly sorry, Charmin. Anyways. <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the writer is David Lindelof. I know him from Lost, the Lost TV show. I think he also wrote for the HBO Max Watchmen TV series, but which I haven't had a, I haven't seen yet um, because I forgot it existed, frankly. <laughs> um, but oh no, I know why I haven't watched it, because I wanted to read the graphic novel first. I I don't have it. And I don't want to buy it because it's like everywhere I go, it's like $30 and that's ridiculously expensive. That's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, Charmin obeyed oh, the lady Charmin. Um, she's the, the director or she's set to direct. And um, I think the only thing I know her from as well is she's directed two episodes of Miss Marvel, episodes four and five which it's been so long since I've seen that show that I don't actually remember those episodes. So I couldn't tell you <laughs> if those episodes were good or not. And reportedly that this movie is a, a top priority for them, which is weird considering it doesn't even have a name. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where we're at with that. Next up, oh, this is, so the final movie on this list, a while ago they announced that they were going to do a Kevin Feige-led movie. But everything I've read from any recent time has said that that nobody has any idea what's going on with that. I don't know if it's still going, if it's canceled. I mean, I'm sure he's super busy with, with, you know, the whole MCU. So it's probably going to be a long time before we get anything from him, but I don't think they've announced either way, whether it's still going or if that's canceled either way, I'm sure it's going to have a good story. Even if the directing isn't that exciting because I don't think Kevin Feige has a single directorial credit. I think it's all just like executive producer and, and writer and things like along those lines. But that's all we got for movies moving and TV shows. Uh, moving on to video games. This is going to be pretty quick because we don't know a lot about a lot of these. Tales from the Galaxy's Edge coming to the PSVR 2 sometime this year. Um, it's the enhanced edition. I guess they may, they must have done a previous edition for the PS4. I don't really like, it's not that I don't like VR stuff, it's that I haven't really had an opportunity to fully experience it because I don't have a a VR because they're super expensive. I would like to. Um, I know they did a a VR, like Darth Vader game that I want to play. I think it's called like Vader Immortal or something along those lines. Dude, I would love to play as Vader in VR and just go around slashing at people. (laughs) I I think Darth Vader's like, power level is severely underrated but that's a topic for another day the next video game we got is um it's called star wars hunters also set to release this year um i think it was supposed to release last year but it got delayed it is a it's supposed to be a team-based multiplayer game exclusive to mobile devices and the switch um so i'm never gonna play that uh i don't have a switch I mean, if somebody buys me a Switch, I'll probably buy the game, but I'm not interested enough, frankly. Um, I know it's set after the fall of the Empire, but I think that's really all we got. I think all the characters in it are were supposed to be completely new characters that we've never seen before, so not anything particularly exciting going on there. Um, the next game, Jedi Survivor. Um, originally set to release on March 17th of this year. It has unfortunately been pushed back to, I think it's April 28th. I know it's April. I don't remember the exact day. Yeah, I think it's the 18th, or excuse me, the 28th. They pushed it back six weeks, and um, 
you know, the director of the studio was like, hey, <laughs> the game's finished. We just want to make sure that it is, it's clean and polished, um, which is fair. I mean, the main studio is Respawn, but it's it's with, with EA, and EA sort of has a reputation for releasing games pretty not clean. <laughs> uh, I mean, like Battlefield 2042, some of the other Star Wars EA games, they just, they have a bit of a reputation. So I sort of understand the desire to, to push it back as much as I would like it to be, be released right now so that I could play it right now. I get why not. This one, it, it's set five years after Jedi Fallen Order, and it's, it's going to continue the story of Cal Kestis and, and BD1. Super excited. There's supposed to be a lot of, of gameplay updates, which I'm super excited about. And it's also a next-gen console exclusive. So well, I guess technically current-gen console exclusive. PS5 and Xbox, whatever we're on now, <laughs> uh, which means hopefully that they're going to fully utilize like all of the hardware. And that means that the game's going to look beautiful. So I'm super excited for that. Um, coming out of the same studio from Respawn, uh, we have an untitled FPS. Uh, we don't know much about it, <laughs> but it's going to be an FPS. I'm, I'm, I don't know what they're going to be going for here. It's probably just going to be the same as Battlefront, but in first person, which I'm not, you know, particularly excited about, but I'll probably end up playing it anyway. Um, and again, from the, from the same studio, oh, well, technically partially from the same studio, we have an untitled strategy game. So it's being produced by Respawn, which is the same studio for the FPS and Survivor, um, but it's actually being developed by a brand new studio called Bitreactor. And it, that studio is being led by a dude by the name of Greg Forsh? Forge? Forge. Um, that's probably right. <laughs> and he, he's had... Uh, uh, he had a role to play in like the Sid Meier's Civilization games, which I don't even know if I've ever talked about, but Civilization V is probably one of my top 10 favorite games of all time. I have like a ridiculous amount of hours logged on Steam. I have six Civ... I think I have three, four, five, and six, and I also have six on the PS5. So I mean, I love these games. So that's exciting. I wonder what direction they're going to go with for this a Star Wars strategy game. I'd be curious, but it's probably going to be a while before we see that. You know, it doesn't even have a name. <laughs> Next up, we have a Knights of the Old Republic remake. Now, this one is interesting. This one I am excited about. Um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is among sort of like the video game nerd culture, widely regarded as one of the best games. <laughs> Everybody loves Knights of the Old Republic. I never got to play it because it, it was it was before my time. Um, let's see, what year did this come out? Oh, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't really before my time. What year did this come out? Why won't it say? July 15th, 2003. Oh, okay, this was definitely before my time. <laughs> I was like barely a year old. But yeah, every, like from what I've heard of that game, it is just a classic. Everybody loves it. And so I know that they were gonna do this, they announced this remake a long time ago. I think for a little while it's been paused. I think they had some issue, like some some development issues, and I think they even released a demo that was like really unpopular. I don't think it's gonna. Be, I think they announced it's paused, and I think they said paused indefinitely. But I would seriously doubt that. I think they're gonna come out with this at some point. It's probably just gonna be a while. They're gonna need to hammer some stuff out. But considering how popular like other remakes have been. How, how, I mean, you know, like they, they've, other companies have made remakes of, of classic games and they've done so well. I mean, I just think of like Diablo 2 Resurrected, for example, I, but the, I mean, the, the list goes on forever. Um, so I would be, I would be immensely surprised if they just decided to cancel it outright. I would think it's probably just going to be a while before we get it, frankly. Next up, we have another untitled <laughs> game. This one though has been in the news a little bit lately. It is being developed by Ubisoft and it's an open world game. Okay, this is this I'm so excited for. <laughs> Obviously, I love Ubisoft games. I mean, Far Cry, uh, excuse me, Assassin's Creed. 
I'm actually replaying the Assassin's Creed games right now. I just started playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and that has sort of taken over my video gaming <laughs> for the time being. Uh, I'm a little bit obsessed with it right now. So good. So I'm so excited to see what they do with that. It's supposed to have a huge world, like a, an absolutely massive open world. And from what I'm hearing, it's supposed to have like a seamless transition galaxy. So there's, so there's allegedly going to be like no loading screens, a little bit like No Man's Sky, where you could just go from one planet into space to the next planet seamlessly, which I'm so excited for. But naturally, I would assume that game's probably not even going to be out for three or four years, <laughs> you know, like that's, I would assume a massive undertaking creating so, a galaxy like that. So huge with that many, that many, or excuse me, that much in the universe. I, I can't even imagine. So I'm not getting my hopes up for that, that we'll have any announcements on that anytime soon. And then the final game that I want to talk about is called Star Wars Eclipse. Now, I think they announced this last year, or I guess maybe it was the year before. No, I think it was last year. If you haven't seen the reveal trailer yet, you should go watch it. It is insanely good. <laughs> it looks so crazy. But this game, it's being developed by the studio Quantic Dream, the same studio they did uh, Heavy Rain, which is like a, um, it's like it's like you're trying to solve like a, a serial killer mystery. Super fun. I loved it. Um, and they also did Detroit Become Human, another, another uh, like decision-based game uh, with multiple protagonists. And now there is a little bit of a disconnect in the gameplay between those two games and this one. Those were sort of very enclosed and very linear. Uh, like you could still make choices, but they weren't, that was pretty much it. The option, like the, in, the actual user input was very limited. And supposedly with this game, the studio is going to do a more of a, a traditional action adventure style gameplay. They're just bringing over the sort of decision making aspect of Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human, which I'm so in for. <laughs> it, it also takes place in the High Republic era. So, you know, I'm already in for that. I've, <laughs> I've talked about how much I love that. The interesting part of the setting is that it's in an uncharted region of the Outer Rim. So... It's, it means we're going to be seeing a lot of stuff we've never seen before, which is fun, which is awesome. It's awesome, I think. But I do like, um, I do like sometimes going to like places we've, we know, ex like we've heard of before, like, like in Jedi, uh, Fallen Order, most of the places we've never heard of, but we got to go to like Dathomir, you know, that was fun. I, I always like, you know, a little something that connects to the broader galaxy as it's been established before. But, you know, either way, the game looks dope. And so what I'm seeing is that it is going to be like it, like the other games I mentioned, Heavy Rain in Detroit, it's going to be an ensemble cast, right? So you get to play as multiple characters and you make decisions as all of them and they all impact the larger story. Uh, and I love those styles of games. I, I think that's so much fun. If it's anything like... Like uh, like Detroit Become Human and, and Heavy Rain, that means there's going to be multiple endings. So I'll get to play the game multiple times. I have an excuse to replay the game like eight times. <laughs> so that's going to be super fun. Um, yeah, I love that, that sort of branching narrative style gameplay. It's so intriguing to me. I like that you can sort of tailor the game experience to you as, as a player. I think that's always fun. It means that the game that I experience is almost certainly different from the game that another person experiences is almost certainly different from another, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's fun to me, but yes, that that's another one that I don't think we have a release date for at all. <laughs> we don't even have like a year. So again, it's going to be a little while on that, which sucks. So the only game I guess that really matters for now is Jedi survivor, which unfortunately has been delayed, <laughs> but that means hopefully in the years to come, we'll have some awesome Star Wars games. But yeah, I suppose that really wraps us up. I guess it's, you know, been so long that I don't remember if I said this at the beginning, but <laughs> um, as of the time of this recording tomorrow, James Gunn is going to be announcing his slate of DC news. And then, so this episode will be live the day after that comes out. So next week's episode 
we're hoping to have Shade back, uh, and he and I are going to discuss the James Gunn DCU slate. <laughs> we'll be discussing that. Uh, stuff we're excited about, stuff we're not excited about, so that'll be fun. Stay tuned for that, as always. Um, tap into the Instagram, at New Wave Nerds. And uh, if you're willing, you know, feel free to uh, share the podcast. Share it with your friends and family. I can't think of a, a mildly entertaining way to say it this time. So, yeah, if, you've got, if you don't mind. Yeah, I suppose that's all. So then we will, I will, we, I, either, either I or we, one of those, because <laughs> I don't know if Shade's going to be here next week, either I or we will see you next week. Have a good rest of your day.